Welcome to We Accidentally Vaporize Our Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Lachlan. And this is season three of our Percy Jackson recap analysis. We're reading The Titan's Curse and providing you with some hot takes, random headcanons, and some hopefully lighthearted disagreements. So get ready to curse some Titans or get cursed by the Titans. Either way, we'll find out in this season of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. As always, you get to hear the incredible voices, opinions, tone, whatever else descriptors I cannot think of at this time of your two incredible hosts, one of which is me, Lauren, and the other of which is Lachlan. Lachlan. <laughs> you know, it's it's getting to finals week for us when we're recording this so if we sound like we've completely lost our minds we have so yeah. you have to bear with us on this one and then we're taking a decent break for recording that you guys probably won't see because we have a backlog backlog we're gonna get our brains back in order and i'm looking forward to that for us yes we're getting it done um and speaking of getting it done you know who got it done last chapter absolutely no one because it wasn't really get it done chapter except for chiron who did get some uh stuff done for example in chapter seven what happened was percy and grover managed to put the um oracle back in the attic percy got to get a little trip down memory lane as he found uh artemis uh, athena no aphrodites wow um, really just going through all the a's <laughs> Aphrodite's scarf. Um, then there was a council meeting uh, where we learned a lot about how the camp is run when it's actually being run. And I really enjoyed it personally. Um, we also got some total analysis of prophecies, which is both something that you should and should not do ever. Um, then we got Percy calling his mom, because sometimes you just need to call your mom about the girl that you're uh, friends with getting kidnapped. Um, he then has another dream about Annabeth, but this time Artemis is there. Dun, dun, dun. What it means is that the group is going to save Artemis, is going to encounter Annabeth along the way. Theoretically, they can save both, but they don't care enough about both of them. Um, Artemis takes the weight of something that Annabeth has been holding up from her. Um, and then Luke convinces a scary voice to spare Annabeth's life that she'll be useful. Um, Percy then wakes up. He's all upset. He thinks there's something attacking him from his door that's knocking, which Percy, the thing that attack you is never is never gonna knock. It's just gonna attack you. Um, he oh, then- He's still inside camp at that point. Like, he's also inside camp at that point, but you know what can get inside camp? Pegasi. Um, his old friend Blackjack from Luke's ship, who he saved, is there to bring him to some sort of animal that's in trouble and needs help. Percy then has that feeling he always does when he leaves camp, that he's not going to see it again for a long time. And that's where that chapter ends. And this chapter, chapter eight, picks up. Yes, chapter eight, I make a dangerous promise. Ooh. So, you know, we've learned don't promise, don't promise anyone anything in life ever, folks. Um, that only leads to disappointment and sadness. And I'm sure we'll learn about that as this book continues. So maybe I'll add wow, that tracker. Who ends wow, up disappointed Lachlan. and sad at the end of this book? <laughs> wow, Lachlan. Yep. Want to talk about it? No. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, 
hold on. I'm I'm being an official podcaster now and keeping track of things for us, and I'm really proud of proud of myself for that. Yay! <laughs> but let's get into this one in the here and now, right? So yes. um, I did like what you were saying with the recap about how it was kind of weird that they did the deep dive into the prophecy when like for the last two books they very much have stated don't try to read into it don't try to interpret it it's very bad news like it'll only like kick you in the butt in the end when you realize how like wrong you were or something and then they spent a very long meeting trying to decipher the prophecy but whatever you know we'll see what happens. i mean like you there's like positives and negatives to trying to decipher it like you do have to follow it to a certain extent like if they completely ignored it then they wouldn't have like chosen five people to join them and they wouldn't have done a mix of campers and hunters so yeah. you have to do that <laughs> so you have to do interpret it in some way i guess this one's a special exception because well but it's also like this one seems instructions almost it does this one very much feels like instructions more than the other ones yeah. um like, I mean, there really isn't much cryptic of one will fall by a parent's hand unless someone's like maybe pushed over and then they fall that way. Or like, I don't know, like there's always there's always some room for interpretation, but when it tells you that one will be lost in the land without rain, unless someone physically gets lost, um, they're probably dying. Yeah, probably. And there's always the fun guess of who's it going to be. You know, place your bets now, folks. So, um, yeah. So we have Percy and Blackjack. Blackjack is flying him down the beach to go help the hippocampi because, you know, they have they have some problems. And it's Percy says they go at 100 miles an hour. No. 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 I'm calling. We're going to chalk that, that one up Percy. to a 14-year-old being very hy hyperbolic. Which he is 14, but a quick age check, he is 14 now. We kept calling him 13 the last couple episodes, but he is 14 at this point. So if we need to do a calendar breakdown of that, we can certainly do that. Lauren doesn't seem like she trusts me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So he jumps off of Blackjack and into the water because now he's a cool stunt man. And yeah, he's down in the water. And so we get a look at a brief check-in of his water abilities at this point, where he says like he can the pressure doesn't bother him, though he he's smart and doesn't test the limits, which is good because like no one would, would be able to rescue him. He got in trouble down there. Which is interesting because like I feel like if I was him, I'd be like, Oh, we're gonna test this out. Like, yeah, no, it seems for someone who's like fairly reckless, this is a very smart choice on his part. But you know, good for him. I but I mean like he's not trying to like rescue anyone all the way down. 300 feet deep so oh yeah he's got a limit he's got a limit for how far he's willing to go for a rescue <laughs> no i'm saying he doesn't have anyone down there at this point so maybe if he did maybe he would be willing to try it out yeah that's the true measure of friendship if you're willing to risk your life for them mm. would you risk your life for me you can say no i know you wouldn't let's move on <laughs> anyway so Percy says he also should have been blind at this point, but he can see the heat from living forms and the cold of the currents. So essentially he can see like a weather map where they have the cold fronts and the warm fronts, little emoji icon things. I mean, they're not emojis. They're just like infographics. That's how I imagine he's seeing down here. And he says like, it's hard to describe, which just, I feel like just means like Rick doesn't know how to explain it. 
Yeah, I, I was always <laughs> curious with this one where Rick came up with this idea of how Percy could see down there and then was just like never elaborated on it. Because also like he, you could just say he has night vision. He's got water, he's got water vision, not he's night water vision. vision. Yeah. Well, just like being able to see like in the dark, you know, like you don't need to make anything fancy. Like I can see the heat from living forms, but whatever, that's what he went with. So that's, that's what we got. It's interesting though. It's a cool way to like think about it. But it's also so my, just like my really question weird. With that is, if he can see the heat from living forms, how is he able to see the net that this little creature is wrapped up in that he's supposed to save? Because he can see the heat of the living form behind the net, and then the net is filling in the blanks. So you know, it's like when you have something held up to a light. So if you like cut, if you like drew a bunch of piece of paper and then held it up to the light, like you can see where the drawing is because that's the part where the light isn't coming through. Mm. That's what I'm picturing. All right, share your thoughts with us, folks, if this seems dumb or not. Or just agree with me. <laughs> all right, so the hippocampi are all freaking out because, as I said, there is some type of animal, according to Percy, that is trapped underneath a boat tangled up in a fishing net because even mythological creatures can get caught in fishing nets. Mm, don't we love it? Protect the environment, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it is, yep, so it's down here. All the hippocampi are like losing their minds, asking Percy to free it because you know, they have um, not great teeth for this, apparently. And so as Percy goes over towards the animal, he hears it moo. And is, does Percy just not know his animals? Does he not know what a moo is? Or does he actually hear a moo? No, he actually, yeah, it says, I heard a strange sound, something that did not belong underwater, moo. And then I, he, can make out that it's a cow. I love the fact that he is now rescuing an underwater cow. Yeah, and I also love that he has to clarify. He's like, I know about sea cows, like manatees and whatever, but this is not that. This is a straight up cow with like an eel's tail with the fins he, and stuff. He also doesn't speak cow, apparently we learn, um, because he only hears moos, not words. Um, unlike the fact that he can he, uh, speak horse. Yes. Which is interesting that they're saying, so he can communicate with horses and he can communicate with the hippocampi because they're basically horses. So question for us to keep in mind as the series continues, does he communicate with fish at any point? Like does, does Rick forget about this and have him talk to fish? Uh, the thing is like earlier on, we remember, if we remember um, where he went into the ocean in book one, um, he said that a dolphin like, or a shark was like, oh, come with me, but sort of like more gesturing, not thinking. And he could not hear that. He also couldn't hear any fish when the, um, uh, uh, what's the word that I was thinking of? It was uh, when the, um, by the sirens. What, yes, yes. When he was doing the thing in the sirens. All right. That's just something to keep in mind as we go forward. Now that we're getting specifically him saying, I can only communicate with horses. Just keep that in the back of our minds as we continue on. All right, so even the hippocampi don't know what this creature is and saying again, you know, like strange creatures are stirring. So like everyone's in on this now that random stuff is coming up. He tries to cut the creature out of, or the net off of the creature, but this poor baby is terrified of blades and it even seems like he's traumatized by them, like has a bad history with them. Well, I mean, like, also think about it. You're trapped in a locate, trapped in a uh, mm -hmm. 
tight contained space you can't get out and all of a sudden some creature appears before you and pulls out a weapon like it's not like percy pulled out like a pocket knife to cut something with yeah yeah no it is it is a pretty large sword so yeah so in an effort to not be stampeded underwater percy puts it away and manages to get the hippocampi to help him try to push the boat out of the way and then he spends a very long time working on untangling the net which he compares to trying to untangle all of his video game control wires which is very challenging you know, like i remember the old iphone headphones yes you know, those are so annoying they would get in your pocket and no matter how yeah. no matter how careful you are when you wrap them up they still every single time without fail absolutely awful anyway um Percy decides that this cow creature is a girl and he's going to call her Bessie off of nothing other than just a vibe you know just just good vibes female cow vibes named Bessie I mean like I feel like all female cows are Bessies or was that just the thing that was started after we all read this book the first time no I thought that was a thing before this book like a was it the Mandela effect no I think it was a thing before the book oh well who knows this point because time travel isn't real so we can't go back and find out anyway so percy realizes he has to get back to camp or like to his cabin really quickly before anyone realizes he breaks curfew and decides to eat him because you know he's not free the baby the baby swims off and carries on with his life and so as percy and blackjack are like flying back to camp Blackjack says that he, you know, like he's proud of Percy. Like good deeds are dangerous, and you know, like you're saving all these animals. And how great is that of you? And all Percy can think about how is how his one of his best friends is being, you know, kidnapped, minorly tortured a little bit, um, and how and just because she's no longer being trapped under that weight, she's still in danger. And that yeah. guy wanted to kill her. And oh, Luke, yeah. Luke has done more for Annabeth in this moment than Percy has. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like he can't do anything for her and hasn't been able to do anything for her. And he's did I say Luke has done more for Percy than Annabeth has, or did Luke has done more for Annabeth than Percy has? I, I think everyone gets what, what you mean. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so they're almost back to the cabin when Percy sees Nico like hiding behind pillars. Once again, what is this with pillars? They're not that great to hide things behind. They or- probably don't have other options though at camp. Like, and they probably didn't have many other options at the what's it called? Yeah, but you were very much against that at the what's it called. What? You were very much against it back then, though. Yeah, no, I know I was. <laughs> anyway. But I'm saying, let's not be too hard on Nico. He's a little kid. He doesn't know any better. He is 10. Though it's been a very long time since I've interacted with 10-year-olds, so I really have no memory of what they're like at this point. Anyway. Um, so at first... Percy like doesn't really want to go see what he's up to but decides like he's he can tell that Nico is like crouching hiding and so he he's being nosy as we all love to be he decides he wants to go see what's up yeah and so he's like coming up behind Nico with the hat in his pocket and his hat in his pocket and is about to like jump scare Nico and say like what's going on dude why are you out so early when he realizes oh maybe nico's hiding for a reason and therefore i should also stay silent so i can eavesdrop as well you know he he's getting some like awareness of what's going around him some like 
perceptive abilities. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Yeah, he's gr- so. he's growing. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, he decides to put on Annabeth's invisibility cap, and so apparently he's now learning because obviously we've only ever seen Annabeth wear it before, and so we don't know like what she's experiencing when she wears it. But he says he can't see his own body when he's wearing it, which I feel like would be a very weird way to go through the world you know wearing it because I mean obviously like you have proprioceptive awareness of your own body and whatnot um but we still do a lot of things where we require the need to like see our hands and stuff when we do things I mean you know yeah but I I think if you have enough awareness you should be able to do it yeah. Um, I've never really thought about it that way, but I think it's a lot like doing something with your eyes closed, but easier um, almost because you can at least see where other stuff is and you know where you are in relation to things. Um, so I would like to, it's an interesting question, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine like, I'm just thinking like if he has to fight, like sword fight. Annabeth does it all the time. With, with the cap on though. Annabeth does it all the time. Yes, but she's also had several years with it. Percy has it. So I don't know. It's just an interesting idea. Anyway, so Percy hears Zoe and Bianca arguing, and that's what Nico was spying on. And we learn that the Stoll twins are they twins or just brothers? No, they're twins. They're just brothers. They're not twins. Oh, they're brothers. Thank you. Okay, I always forget. Okay, the Stoll brothers pranks phoebe the hunter by spraying centaur blood on the inside of the hunting tour shirt that they gave her and centaur blood is like acid so they have maimed this girl as a prank i also really want to know where they got the centaur blood from like did they like prick chiron yeah i have a lot of questions about this but whatever. Um, apparently Phoebe will live. So, you know, we got that. They're not murderers, at least. Well, I know we knew they're not murderers. And I think, like, it's described as acid, but really it's just, it's more itchy than anything else, I thought. Yeah, no, it says she'll be bedridden for weeks with, quote, horrible hives. This just feels like a prank that could very easily go very, very wrong, you know? Why are they pregnant? Because didn't she like nearly take off their, shouldn't she like nearly kill them during Catch the Flag or something? And then she was overly rude when they won. I'm not saying she deserved it, but I'm saying like there was a reason they're pulling off a prank of this magnitude. They're not just doing this because they take, don't like her. Take the higher road. Don't hurt people and don't attempt murder on either side, kids. Those, those are your three lessons. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they attempted to murder her i'm saying her too i'm saying both sides of it but i'm also saying like she it's not they we don't know that they knew that it was going to be that this bad an effect Mm, i don't know i feel like they're pretty smart i feel like i feel like they knew exactly what they were doing anyway so this all all this to say that phoebe will not be able to go on the quest so now we are down to four people bianca zoe Thalia and Grover. And so Bianca is all for like picking another person. However, Zoe is against it. She doesn't want to risk another hunter, especially with 
all this talk about two people probably dying on the quest potentially and she doesn't want to have to deal with another camper so like whatever she's only four people and she even says that with the way that camp interacts with like weather systems and they can control when it rains and not maybe this was the part someone will be lost in the land without rain and that you know Phoebe's down for the count. She's the one. Already got one thing checked off on the list of yeah. things that horrible things that will happen during the quest. Yeah, that could be true. It could be true. Or it could also just be Zoe just is trying to convince herself that this is the case. So she doesn't have to deal with a gross boy on the quest. Yeah. But either way, one or the other, she is insisting that they go just the four of them. And then we learn that she has had a dream something about the general and she has suspicions possibly about who this general is but she's refusing to tell Thalia or anyone else about it. Bianca apparently knows some of it but nothing is spilled here. We are left completely in the dark per huge. <laughs> I mean like yeah but I feel like that's somehow what, that's how people talk in a certain way like this isn't like yeah. people actually trying to keep information from Percy no this is someone not wanting to talk about something with their friend who keeps yeah it's also like they've already had this conversation therefore they don't need to repeat every part of it like exactly yeah but you know it's all good so they decide they're heading off they have to run away in fact because Chiron is waking up and you know I guess they also can't be caught out of their cabin before curfew ends even though they're like super old or whatever um so yeah per- Percy sees that Nico is about to run off after Bianca when Percy stops him pulls off his cap he's like wait you can't go Nico and of course Nico is like losing his mind over Percy being invisible and all of that so you know distracts him very very easily from trying to chase after Bianca so Nico shares that he is essentially trying to you know, follow them on the quest and everything, but obviously that's not going to work for several, several reasons. One, he has not yet held a weapon up to this point. Um, two, he's 10 years old. Three, I don't think he knows how to um, travel on his own. Just, just- uh, I mean, Percy and Annabeth went when they were... Um- how old? So twelve. But at the very least, Annabeth had been training for a while. Percy got like a couple weeks. He at least had some sort of training. Nico's had zero because it's been like what two days. Um, you know. Well, that's on Camp's fault. Camp should have been training him sooner. <laughs> like the second you show up. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So. Nico's like, okay, well, if I can't go, you should go, Percy. And he's like, you are already gonna go anyway. Like, I, I can tell Percy that you were about to leave, which is like, yes, like one hundred percent. Even if Percy hadn't like, Nico's it, a little, yes. Nico's a little manipulator. Yeah, yeah, and I am here for it. You know, he's just trying to protect his sister. You know, exactly. I wish, I wish we all had siblings like that. Anyway. <laughs> So Nico says, like, you have to, like, I know you want to go after Annabeth. That's cool. Whatever. I don't really care about, about her. But you have to promise to keep my sister safe. And 
Percy, you know, he's smart. He's pulling the classic doctor move of like, don't make promises we, you don't know if you can keep. And says, you know, I like that's a big thing. Like she already has all these other people looking out for her. Like it's super, super dangerous. And Nika's like, no, 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 you have to promise me. You have to promise me. And Percy's like, all right, I'll, I'll do my best. I can promise that. So he doesn't explicitly say, I will keep her safe. Just he's going to try. He also doesn't promise on the river sticks, which says a lot about Nico, because if Nico had learned a lot more about this world, he would have made him promise on the river sticks. I don't think it says a lot about Nico. I think it's more of just like, he just doesn't know the way of things. Yeah, true. Yeah. But yeah. So, yep. <laughs> so he doesn't have anything packed. All he has is one shirt. So not even a separate dinner and fighty shirt. Just one shirt. Just one shirt. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep track of that. He has one shirt, two socks, and hopefully, we're, we're hopefully underwear and shorts or underwear and pants. Well, it's also, yeah. hey, it's, it might not be that cold in camp, but it's probably cold outside of camp. Yes. I mean, they are in New York. New York is not warm. In wintertime. Yeah. So, um, like he, he even says, like I was supposed he's supposed to go home to Manhattan this morning, but I guess that's not happening anymore. So Nico says, to, like, cover for a person. He'll make something up. Who knows what he's gonna make? Yeah, up what what could gone. he possibly say? Yeah, because it's not like Kyron can't just Iris message Sally, be like, hey, Percy, make it home, and she'll be like, nope, thought he was still there. <laughs> but I genuinely think. Sally would cover for him after like their conversation last chapter. Sally would be like, "Oh yeah, no, no, Percy's here. Don't worry." That is true. That is very true. I think she she will probably expect this if she gets a a call from Kyron saying he's gone. She'll be like, "Yeah, no, figure figure that was gonna happen." So, or she'd yeah. be like, "Don't worry, Kyron. He had my permission." Yep. It's like your permission means nothing, Sally, and she'll be like, "My permission means everything." Mm-hmm. So yeah, Percy has a clothes on his back, his sword. And best hat. No and snacks. Blackjack. He has zero snacks. I think that's a very important thing. No money. Not even a loan from the camp store this time. No, they but he has blackjack. He does have blackjack. And no gifts from a god. No gifts from nothing. Bare minimum that he's working. But he on. has blackjack. <laughs> anyway, so he sees the camp van pull off, assuming Argus is taken to the city as usual, and then they hop off. On their own way so blackjack flies down and i love this line it says like i'd say you need a, a getaway horse and yes yes he does so percy hops on and says let's fly what a, what a great line i hate that <laughs> that that and like the your plans really really bite oh i hate that one so much. It, i hate it but that's that. Cha- that's the end of the chapter. And with that, we are halfway through the book. Oh wait, no, I can't count. That was chapter eight, not, not chapter ten. I was gonna say we are definitely not halfway through the book. I can't do math. This has already been established. Oh my god. I really can't do math, guys. Really um, um, two chapters away from halfway. Yes. Halfway. Next chapter it will be chapter nine. I learn how to grow zombies. Yes. So if you're looking for some instructions on how to grow your own zombies of the, either the plants for zombies or the, uh, wa- what's that other, what's the show that I'm thinking of? I have no idea. The zombie show mm-hmm. on AMC. Mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. There you go. Um, um, then you There's can, also that bank heist movie. That Army of the Dead. Yes. Oh, 
I watched that movie specifically for Take Notaro and I was not disappointed. So if you want to learn how to make your own zombies, tune in for next week, chapter nine, I learned to grow my own zombies. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. And ha- don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Accidentally Vaporized Pod. Thank you so much for listening and have a good one. Bye. Bye.